Hello, welcome back to This Revolutionary Life. I am Jen. And I am Ken. And this is episode seven. Lucky number seven. Lucky seven. I feel good about this one. Yeah, I feel lucky to be here. Yeah, definitely. We have taken a little bit of a uh, unscheduled break. I'm sure you have noticed. A hiatus. A hiatus. We didn't mean to, but you know, it's covid so yeah life happens and life gets in the way and things get busy and the facility is booming and people are knocking our door down for holistic health advice and that takes up a lot of our time (laughs) i wish that were true which leaves us i wish that were true for uh which leaves us not that much time to do podcasts so we apologize yes so here we are we are back and um, for anybody in the um, probably northern northern half, I'd say, of the United States, we have been experiencing some change of season. Yes, it's getting colder. Fall is here. Fall is definitely here. The weather is a little bit chillier. It's definitely getting... Um, darker earlier at night staying darker later in the morning we are feeling it yeah summer's over the warm temperatures especially uh here being headquartered in the fine state of michigan uh the temperatures are starting to drop and i'm i've definitely noticed it especially this week waking up and it's you know it's it i think there's been a couple days where it's been in the in the 30s like it's it's getting up to into the 60s, depending upon where you're at when you're listening to this. Um, but the warm temperatures are, are gone. Yeah, I think I think the last of our high 70s, low 80s are, are officially out of here. The leaves are officially changing. Um, and falling off the trees. Yep, it's brisk out. Yep. So, a little blustery. So today we figured we would take the time on the podcast to talk about a topic that a lot of people uh, don't think about, which is seasonal concerns. Yeah, seasonal changes. And seasonal how they changes you. and how they affect you, and how you can create or continue to move forward. I should say, in your journey. Yep. In dealing with these changes, which is big, and this was this was not a thing. I had a guy many, many, many years ago come up to me. Uh, in a, in the gym when I was training and we started a conversation around this kind of thing because he always took it easy in the colder months because he was older. Okay. And I just thought he was being lazy because uh, <laughs> I was in my 20s. Yeah, and now that you are older. And then, yeah, and, 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 and traditionally in the wintertime, we always trained even harder and ate even more food and got, you know, we're going to get big, you know, that whole deal, right? Yeah. And he kind of broke it down to me one day where he was talking and saying, no, the winter time is a different time. You can't train like how you train in the summer, bah, 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 bah. And it was actually me being me. I listened and kind of put it in my in my head and then experimented with it. And I would like to sit here and say that that uh, weird old man was correct. Yeah, he, they usually are. He was right. I mean, he was a weirdo. Don't get me wrong. But he was right in this respect and i think that if 
the 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 more people are aware of the fact, and this is going to sound totally ridiculous, but the more people are aware of the fact that they live on a planet called Earth, and that Earth goes through changes, and the environment changes, and then and therefore they are in the environment, so then therefore they must change as well. It leads to less problems. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to Earth, everyone. <laughs> yes. Now, that's not saying that they might not be mentally in another galaxy, yeah. <laughs> but their body is firmly established and rooted via gravity on Earth. Yeah. So that's that's what we have to uh, always take into consideration. So the first thing that we noticed, you brought it up right in the intro, is it's getting darker earlier. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, the... The um, the work in air quotes workable hours that people have are are less. Yeah, we always reference people in history and um, you know, hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, when people worked the land and they worked during the day, they worked when it was light out because there wasn't artificial light. Yeah, you can't see in the dark. And you can't you can't go out and plow your fields or or do your you know your farming. Or your whatever construction work or whatever you you know you have on your plate for that day until the sun comes up. So inherently during the fall and the winter, you are working less. So crazy old man from the gym is correct. You you can't do as much work and you shouldn't if you're following your body and how your body feels because it kind of goes into a pseudo hibernation during these months. There's just not as much daylight. And, you know, what does the sun give us? The sun gives us our energy. So if there's not as much sun, there's not as much energy. So why are you trying to put out as much energy as you are in the summer? It really doesn't make any sense. Yes. I mean, to, to give a broad uh, overview, and again, if you're listening to this and you're 20 years old and you've got 20-year-old joints and you've got no... Yeah, you're you're balking at us right now. Yeah, you've got no, you know, your mom's basement's awfully comfortable, and you don't have a job, and you got blah blah blah. Well, then this isn't really gonna. You could scoff at it, and, and it wouldn't apply. And that's how I took it at first too. Um, being, but heed the warning, one yeah, day. But now, one when day. when you're in your forties <laughs> and fifties and sixties, you kind of should. It's like Muhammad Ali said: if you look at the world the same way you at fifty as you did at twenty, you wasted thirty years. Sure. And I think that that would apply to this situation. So when we take an overview of it, we're going into the fall, we're going into the winter. The earth, and at least in the environment in the, in this area we're speaking of, is going into a cultivation period. So you could look at the trees not having leaves on them and go, they're dead. Right? Like uh, like our the city we live in cutting down a tree in front of our house because it didn't have any leaves on it going, it's dead. Well, no, it's not dead. It just doesn't, at the current moment, have any leaves on it. There's plenty of things going on underground that you can't right. see and inside the tree. But to the naked eye on the outside, oh, everything's dead. Okay? So if there's less sunlight available and there's more dark, we rest when we're dark. When right. it's dark. Okay? We sleep. We're supposed to sleep. So the usable work hours are lower. And the cultivation period is longer. Right. And conversely, in the summer, the work hours are longer. 
Right. And the cultivation period is lower. Yeah, we say all the time that this journey is not a short-term, you know, quick fix to anything. This is a long-term wellness journey that that we like to help people on that we are personally on our you know our business is the holistic revolution but holistic as in wellness so this is you know you you need to look at all the seasons as one instead of I just want to hurry up and race through and get to that finish line because like we always say there is no finish line sure. so you need to take all the seasons of change for what they are and what they can benefit you in a way that helps you going forward, you know, again, in the long term. Yeah, so so looking at it and saying, okay, well, it's darker longer, so that means I go to bed earlier because there's no reason to stay up because, again, I, I can't, I will, you know, uh, evolution hasn't granted me the ability to see in the dark. Right. So, therefore, I go to bed, Okay. I yeah, and don't email us with, well, yeah, but I got lights in my house, and I, I can turn on TVs, and I can light candles, and this and that. And those are, again, yes, we understand that. Yes, it's the 20th century, but... Yeah, and those things lead people to be more messed up than they... We we than, are talking in an over overarching biological chemistry makeup of the human body and si yeah, system. so... You so, don't have artificial light naturally. Sure, it's artificial. Sure. So, the, I mean, taking it in just an all-cause way, minusing techno technological uh, breakthroughs and whatnot, you would wake up when the sunlight hit your eye and you go to bed when it's dark. Right. If you didn't have an alarm clock and you didn't have some idiot boss you had to go get yelled at for for nine hours and blah, 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 you would just wake up when the sun... When, when the rooster crowed, when the sun came out, and then you'd go to bed when it got dark. So sleep is sleep is even more important, okay? Absolutely. So, I mean, it's the same reason why animals hibernate. Yes, because you're coming off of a period in the summer where you worked extremely hard. So even as you're going to see, like you said, it's a whole lifetime, but everything is cycles yes so whether you talk about there's training cycles whether you talk about you're a female you have female uh menstrual cycle men have cycles the sun and moon are cycles the mm -hmm. the oceans have cycle everything is cyclical animals hit hibernate they come out right they so everything operates on these rhythms okay so by Going with the flow, you save your you you save yourself a lot of trips to lab coats and polos and khakis and heartache by just yeah. paying attention to the cycle. So how would that what what does that look like? Okay, besides the fact that, like we just said, there's there's less available work energy in the fall and winter than there is in the summer, spring and summer. Okay, so sleep is more sleep, less work. So it would be like looking at it from like a, a training perspective, work to rest. It would be double the rest to the work. It's two to one rest to work. Sure. Okay. So you got that. Then you got to look and say, okay, if we weren't in a, and you taught, you hit on this constantly. If we weren't in a world economy 
there's no way being in Michigan that I could eat a blueberry in January. Correct. So there's dietary nutritional changes that must take place because of available resources or, or, or you know, scarcity, right? Right. So it's the summertime. I'm in Michigan. Oh, hey, we got cherries. We got whatever we got that Michigan's known for. Okay. Cherries, and apples, apples, berries. berries. Okay, great. Right. In the wintertime, because tomatoes and berries don't grow in ice, therefore, my plate is going to look different in the winter than it is in the summer. It should. It should, yes. right? And so, this is another area where people fall off the wagon because they're not thinking in terms of... A lot of this falls under the guise of like um, anthropological eating or ethnic eating, or you could use the word primal in that too if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. But like... My plate in the northern regions where we live is going to be comprised of animal proteins and fat primarily because that's what we have to eat here. Now, if we lived in sub-Saharan Africa, mm -hmm. our plate's going to look different. This is not that complicated of a concept on paper, on, on its face, okay? But people like to make it super complicated. Yeah, and this is something that has to be, you know, again, it has to be thought of in a gr like the grand scheme of not... Well, yeah, but Kroger sells them, so why can't I eat them? I mean, it. yes, you are kind of right, but we're talking like the ground is frozen. So where did those come from? Where did they come from? Exactly. Right, so now, so now we're getting a little bit deeper into... Yep, and so now if you look at where where you're from in the world... Then you could take that and say, okay, well... Ancestral. Yes, there you go. Very good. So if you're looking at your ancestry and you say, okay, well, I'm from Northern Europe. Well, then Northern European people normally eat this way in the winter. Like, and I hate to bag on them, but, you know, if we did not live in a world economy and you were subject to actual environmental conditions on an everyday basis, not meaning like, well, you could you work in a temperature control, but everything is too... Everything is too mainlined. It's controlled. Yes, everything is flat and smooth when it comes to the ground we walk on. So that way, when we experience like things that aren't flat and smooth, we get hurt. Uh, temperature controlled offices. It's always the same. Ba 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 ba. You know the computers, the whole nine yards. If you were subject to actual real world environmental conditions on a daily basis, mm -hmm. there would be no way nutritionally that you could live in a cold weather climate and be vegan it's not possible now look at the places that in the world where there are predominantly lots of vegans what do they have access to all year round fruits and vegetables there you go if you live in if you live in the upper peninsula if you live in sault st marie i can guarantee you right now i don't know any of them personally but i'd like to ask if someone wants to comment if you went up and visited those indian reservations in the Sioux, you visited the Sioux tribe and you asked them, what do you eat? They're not going to hit you with... I run to Kroger and grab a <laughs> No, no, they might, they might now in 2020. But ancestrally, it was venison. It was all the things. We have tons of deer in Michigan, so it probably was primarily venison in the wintertime. Yeah. And then as, and then they or would... Or bear, yeah. Yeah. And then they would go from there. Through. So thinking in terms nutritionally of not making it overcomplicated, being simple about it, but thinking in terms of seasonal eating and setting yourself up. Obviously, we've talked about this in nearly every podcast we've had, but making sure water 
your water is on point so you stay hydrated because you have environmental conditions, whether it be you just went from it being super hot, your sweat rate's different. You go into super cold, mm -hmm. your sweat rate's different. And so, the moisture in the air. Humidity, so on and so forth. Is a big thing. And again, like you said, with temperature controlled living, I mean, you go from a heated house to a heated car to a heated building. You know, you're very rarely out in the actual elements. Your body doesn't have any time to naturally acclimate to what's happening in the earth. You know, so it's very difficult for us as humans in, you know, this new world. Yes. And that's what messes to, up. To acclimate and to, and to really be at one with the natural rhythms and cycles of the planet because we we never give our bodies the opportunity to do that. Yeah, it's everything we're we're designed to operate in lots of different climates and adjust and acclimate to lots of different climates as you can see we you know we started in one spot and moved to all over the globe. Mm -hmm. So um by going and it being 80 degrees in your house or 70 degrees in your house and then it's 70 degrees in your car. It's like you're, you're short, you're kind of short changing that, that anthropological advantage that you have. Mm -hmm. So, and it, and homeostasis in that respect can be looked at as bad because eventually you're going to get into something where you can't and then now you can't survive. Right? You go, you go much like with the diet. If you want more information on this particular topic, you could read a book called The Carnivore Code by Paul Saladino. It's a fantastic book. Um, and if you don't buy into the diet stuff as far as eating meat, that's fine too. But he brings up a ton of anthropological uh, points uh, in it that talk about these things. Temperature, environment, all that stuff. The lights. All the things that we've done that we view maybe now in 2020 as creature comforts. Mm -hmm. But actually, realistically speaking... Are kind of messing us up. Yeah, sure. And so, so eating seasonally. Okay, it's winter time. Fruits and fruits don't grow in vegetables, so maybe I don't necessarily eat that much fruit. Okay, I my plate looks more like half protein and fat and half vegetables than you know than other. And the vegetables that you're choosing are probably things that grow underground, uh, where if even if your ground is frozen, they don't necessarily you know, need to be above ground to freeze their underground where it's a little bit warmer. Your, your, your tubers, potatoes, potatoes, carrots, um, anything root, that's a root vegetable, root anything that, that grows underground yes. is a pretty safe bet in your winter months. Good call on that, Jen. Very good. And so now you have, okay, so sleep, we're, re we're, we're, we're in a cult. We realized, okay, it's getting colder out. It's harder to move. There's less light. There's more dark. It's a cultivation period. So I am in tune with that. I am cultivating more. I'm getting, I'm going to bed earlier because there's just simply nothing to do because it's dark out. Okay. And we should be eating less. And I'm going into a period where, okay, I'm eating. I've changed my, because my activity level has dropped. My consumption of calories has dropped. Maybe my ratio of what I ate in the spring and summer to what I eat in the fall and winter is different. It's more, there's more fat. Mm -hmm. You watch these. We just, one of our favorite shows to watch 
uh, is a show called Alone on the History Channel where mm-hmm. they, they send people out into like no man's land and they have to survive and stuff. The last one was in the Arctic and what, I mean, it got irritating on the show how much these people talked about one particular macronutrient Yeah. and it was fat. These people fat. were in the Arctic and they talked about fat, 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 fat. I need to eat more fat, I need to eat more fat, I need more fat. Fat for fuel, fat to stay warm, fat to blah, 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 blah. To the point where it was like, okay, dude, like enough about talking about yeah. eating animal fats, right? But now that's a good example. You take that person trying to survive in the Arctic in the winter, they need animal proteins. And what comes with animal proteins, thank you, Mother Nature, fat. Yep. It, okay. it helps your they body come, process it and digest it and use it. And Yeah, they, come, they go hand in hand. So now they're not talking about, I need carbs for energy. I need this, I need that. Right. No, they're talking about, I need animal proteins and fat. Now, if you took that person and you stuck them in the jungle... Right. In the Amazon, they might have a little bit of protein via fish and maybe a couple other things in the wild. I don't know what animals that are specific to the Amazon, but like fish come to mind. And then they would eat stuff off of trees. and Fruits. Fruits and vegetables. So their plate would go from three half or three quarters animal protein and fat to half to three quarters vegetables and fruit and a quarter Mm-hmm. animal protein because the because the environment the environment is dictating the needs correct is what i'm trying to say yes okay did i make that was a good point yes it was a beautiful oh, point ben. thank you're, you you're great thank you okay so <laughs> to jen's point energy needs have come down we're sleeping more we've adjusted water okay the nutritional needs have changed we're in tune with it our our plate looks different now now let's get into the last piece, the movement. Let's okay. talk about working out. Our movement should be should follow suit with everything else. If you're paying attention, our movement should be different. It should be more of a cultivation. So again, less working out, maybe more working in. Mm, very good point. Okay, so to refresh everyone's memory on working in, working in exercises... Are, or working in uh, movements are movements that give you more energy than they take away. So um, deep breathing, stretching, flexibility, mobility, yoga, qigong, tai chi, walking, those all fall into the breathing squats, things mm-hmm. where you're conscious of your breath. Those all fall into the working in category. Remember the working in category is your breathing pattern doesn't change from normal and you do not experience an elevation in heart rate that makes it work and in you heart rate goes up breathing pattern starts to change now you're using internal energy stores that is a workout so a lot of people could benefit from not saying don't train in a traditional training sense but maybe looking at that program like how you look at your plate okay i'm in the summer there's plenty of oxygen available. The sun's out. Maybe my cardiovascular conditioning looks like sprints. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, maybe instead of doing 80% of my workout sprints and 20% of it like baseline maintenance, like how we do at GPP, like we walk with ankle weights and weight vests and plates and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. lo- lo- what would be traditionally called low and slow stuff. 
Maybe now I switch and say, well, 80% of it's going to be baseline, walking, GPP, very like, e right. in air quotes, people, easy. And I hate using words like easy and hard because that's totally relative, but less aggressive. And then the 20%, I, I keep my 20% aggressive. I just flip flop the ratio, right. right? Right. I think that I think that would be good, and I, I think that that this is where people fail because they go into things, they set themselves up to fail because you know this very well. Look at oh, New Year's resolution time. When is it? Oh, it's in the middle of winter. So I'm going to embark on a weight loss program when it's absolutely environmentally the least advantageous, right? Because again, living on planet Earth, your body like wanting to be alive and like stay warm and stuff it's gonna go oh yeah let's drop a bunch of body fat well in yeah in january mean, it's not it's it, it it doesn't work and and that's the whole i mean that's an completely different topic that we can dive into because that one can go on for hours but you know we're telling you you need to cultivate energy you need to rest more you need to eat less even though i know people say oh it's comfort food season oh i need to gorge on this all this stuff <laughs> you know you actually don't your body doesn't need as many calories think again go back to you know the bear hibernating he doesn't eat for months right the your body is using what you what you have you're only you only need to eat what you need well if you're moving less and you're sleeping more you don't need as much. Yes. So, you know, going into a New Year's resolution where now we're we're expecting you to eat even less and work out 10 times harder than you have in probably months, if not years. You know, obviously that's a recipe for disaster. I think most people see that. That's why that's why all these things New fail. Year's resolutions are a big joke and they only last for, you know, upwards of two weeks and people quit and it, that's a whole deal. And I, I think we can all see why, you know, given, given the information that we're talking about. But I definitely think that, you know, going into fall and winter, if, if done right and you really pay attention to your body's needs, you can really cultivate... And I'm using it. That must be the word of the day is cultivate. I'm using like it quite it. a bit. I'm sorry. But, you know, you can really make a huge jump in your wellness during these winter months. You know, not because you're hitting huge PRs in the gym or you're running faster, jumping higher, but because you're giving your body what it needs during the time of year that it needs it. So, Maybe you need a little bit more rest. You know, not a lot of people go on vacation in the winter months, but that doesn't mean you need it less than in the summer months, right? So give your body the vacation. Vacate from your normal activities and do some, a lot more yoga or do a lot more stretching or do a lot more band work. You know, these things that I, th I personally think when you come into spring and summer, you're really going to see a huge benefit once the weather changes and you start getting that that energy boost again your body's going to be ready for it sure and that's it that that point right there when you take a look at it and you say like using the example of the cyclical nature of things and like a farmer okay so the farmer harvests his crops in the fall before it gets cold okay 
He goes into an entire period through fall and winter where he doesn't really do that much, right? Because the mm-hmm. ground's already done. The ground goes into a cultivation period, so he sets up the ground for when it gets starts to get warm again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why did he take that break? Well, he took that break because I got news for you. He busted his ass yeah. for that whole entire spring and summer period of make, tilling everything, making sure everything was good, checking on it, checking on his animals, so on and so forth. These guys work their ass off, okay? And they have to inherently, they work in rhythm with the earth because well, that's where all to. the stuff comes from. So right. if you if you look at it and say, I'm going to, I'm go-, you're establishing that rhythm to your point. You put in the the small, tedious, what we what a lot of people view as I don't view it as tedious. What a lot of people view it as tedious work, like you just talked about bands, stretching, yoga, breathing. Yeah, I'm your, not saying taking the winter off and just laying on your couch. No, no, no. We're not talking about that at all. But what to your point though, you take that whole entire period, and then when the weather breaks and starts to get warm again, when you go to kick it up. You've already laid this foundation right? to where now the kick up is like, oh, okay, it's time to kick it up. You're, yeah, your body so, almost naturally wants to. Yes, versus taking the entire time, and this is to the point about you, we're not advocating laying on your ass, because you lay on your ass and you wait till January or February to start an air quotes diet and all that stupid shit. You're four months behind. Yeah. Like, you, you already missed the boat, right? And I think there's there's interesting research on this. There was, I read, um, this was many years ago, but like the triathlon capital of the world is like San Diego, right? Because the weather's perfect. Sure. Okay. 70 degrees all the time, it's great. Okay. Well, you got triathletes from all over the world who come to San Diego to train. And this one particular bit of research that I read was on uh, triathletes that were from like the Nordic countries, like Sweden, Scandinavia, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yep. So now, what would be weird about being a triathlete in Scandinavia? Okay, well, your training is limited because, oh yeah, let's see, the water freezes. Yeah. So therefore, the earth has provided with Scandinavian athletes with a mandatory break. Right. Right? Yeah. You can't train in the winter to the degree you could in the spring and the summer. Okay, so the research was on a lot of these Scandinavian athletes because they wanted to train more. They had it in their mind that more is better. Transplanted themselves to San Diego, California, and guess what happened? They got worse. They got hurt. All every freaking one of them got hurt. Why? Because they took that earth-made break that the that their bodies use to regenerate and then give their knees a break and their elbows a break and all that other stuff. And they went and bypassed it and just went 12 straight months of swimming, yep. biking, and running every day. Da, 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 da. And what happened? They all got hurt. Yeah, look, it's not a popular um, opinion or lesson or, you know, piece of advice that we give out that y- you need to rest. You do. You, you can't work balls to the wall all the time every day all day and think that you're going to come out the other end and be better you have to rest that is that that's when your body repairs everything right when does growth happen when you're sleeping you know i hate to break it to you everybody 
you, you have to rest. Yes. So the more the more you stay in tune with these rhythms and the more you stay in tune with the cycles, like your own personal ones and then how you relate to your environment, especially as you get older, the better off you're going to be and the ones who stay in tune with it the most are always the best off. Yeah. Okay. So to summarize, look at how much you sleep and look at your recovery and look at what's going on around you and make the connection. Mm -hmm. Make the connection on the water. Make the connection on the food and what your plate looks like. And then make the connection on, okay, is it really beneficial to my joints to be blasting heavy sets of squats when it's negative 10 degrees outside? Right. And, you know... And it's cold in the gym because I got to go first thing in the morning and all this other stuff. Or would it be better to kind of adjust the dial on my training intensity to one that's more favorable to the environmental conditions? Use your head. Look at things like an adult and what you're trying to actually do and put put it all in line. Yeah, like a like a broken record if you are in tune with yourself and with your body through meditation and journaling, you should already know these things. Yeah. And so I think next week what we should do is we should go over, because that's the other thing that the fall and winter bring in the United States, is the holidays. Oh, correct. So, because that's the next question that people are going to say. when Once I get through this spiel with people, they go, well, what about? Yeah. And then they unicorn me with like, oh, Thanksgiving or, oh, what about Christmas? And my Aunt Debbie makes a bunt cake or whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's do a, let's do next week's podcast on how to navigate the holidays. Okay. So it sounds like we have, we have a good plan to get us, you know, starting into these, these cold cold weather months these winter winter months fall and winter and next week join us come back and we will maybe just maybe help you uh navigate through the holidays yeah i think you shouldn't be afraid of them yes so like how to hand how to handle candy how to handle sweets how to handle halloween's coming how to handle alcohol how to handle parties and people making you feel uncomfortable and going back to your past (laughs) emotionally and that guy parked in my parking spot and all the silly ass crap that comes with the holidays. All the holiday stress. And on top of it, let's throw the cherry on top and talk about how we operate in the holidays and in the wintertime with the addition of not only all the family nonsense that you're going to have to experience and the partying and the blah, 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 but COVID as well Mm, covid woes let's talk about that covid woes continue let's talk about that too so i think we okay i I think we uh we came back with a bang here on this one i think so i think it's a i think it's a how does everybody feel good (laughs) i think it's good i think it's a it's a topic that there's not a lot of people obviously not a lot of people talk about it we kind of make we've kind of made our bones on talking about things that other people don't talk about so this this <laughs> this season this seasonal living and 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 that is something that is overlooked by lots of people and that's where a lot of people's problems start so i hope that you found this interesting and informative and helpful and um let us know let us know if there's something you want us to talk about let us know if there's something 
you don't want to hear us talk about, let us know if we offended you or if we helped you. Yeah, if you guys want to hear about things that are, if you want to ask our opinions on something, like, hey, Ken, why don't you guys do a podcast crapping on something? Okay, fine. Hey, we'd rather hear you talk about blah, blah, blah. Give us the, get, we're an open book. We'll, uh, we'll talk about what the audience wants us to. And we'll go from there, okay? Okay, on that note, have a great week, everybody. We will, uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.